A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the hostile takeover of this podcast. Take me. <laughs> okay. Take this over. is a takeover. I this is a takeover. It's no longer an astrology <laughs> podcast. We're going to talk about bartending Ooh. and yoga. Okay. Well, that's, well, that's a good question. Yeah. If we had to pivot, what would we, what would we change over to? You mean like the three of us? I feel like there are a lot of natural segues from this podcast into the wellness sphere. And I would do it in a heartbeat. I mean, I think people are, you know, people want to know what we what we get into with we did a skincare, you know, we Mm -hmm. people like it. And I'm I'm open to it. It's coming in the future. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's coming. It's happening. Um, speaking of our skincare episode, I gotta say, uh, I went to reorder some stuff on Peach and Lily. A lot of stuff sold out. Sold out. I know. I was like, what the f? I I know supply chain of a wreck. I know. I was like, but also, I mean, signers, if you showed up, uh, like let's let's let Peach and Lily know. Tag them hundred yeah, percent. Like, do your do your skin scare stories and tag them and say, "Heard about this? Or what's your sign?" I feel like what got me interested in like media and anything artsy was best week ever. I could see like a week, like a shorter weekly, just what's in the news, what's the astro of the week, news digest. You know, this is the love it. This is the offshoots to come. Let us know. I just, you're again, I, I say this before, I've said this the whole pandemic, you're the only people I like talking to. So, you know, I'll do anything to, if it has to be, if it's project related, so be it. Cause I love routine and structure um, with y'all. I feel, I feel like my Libra rising and Scorpio Mercury is like, whatever you guys want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about literally anything, probably for too long in a way that someone goes, I, is she still talking about this? Okay. That's I crazy. love talking about the same shit. 
over and over that Mercury Jupiter conjunction problems. Speaking of, I just got to put this out here in the recorded medium. My jury duty service is complete for the year. If you know me, I've been, I've moved this jury date five plus times. It's been haunting me since probably late 2020, whenever they restarted jury service. Look, I'm a freelancing woman. It's usually not a good time for me. And I did hear a hot tip of making it on a holiday week. So I did do that. They let us go after only about like four hours of sitting there. They did assign a 22 day trial right before they released us all. So that was pretty intense to watch. People were freaking out. <laughs> like people were not happy about that assignment. And I wouldn't have been too. There was, do you, did you guys see the jinx? That mm-hmm. like, Robert, oh yeah. This one was I straight up. I didn't see it, but I'm aware. This one was straight up jinxing. She just starts like, cough. like you, you can tell she was, cause you had to go out. If you said no, like, they said it right away. Like, this is a 22-day case. It just came in. Everyone goes, oh, I was telling Lisa Pot. My room was very audible. People were not shy of things that were said and having visceral responses with that made noises. And everyone, oh. And then it's like, well, if as long as your work, you know, if you have the minimum 22 days paid vacation, those are the only people we're considering. You wrote this down. And they were also like, and we know things. We know how many paid jury duty work day leaves that Kaiser employees get. We know how much that LAUSD, like they were like listing like major workforces. And I was like, oh fuck, like you can't like lie about this. They just, they just know. And so like the one woman who was like starting to have a jinx moment was just like, and she was like, ma'am, I know you work at Cedar Sinai. You have it written down here. You're just going to have to say yes, unless you have a medical things or a planned vacation with unrefundable things or something. And yeah, it was just, it was just, you could just see everyone getting their like lying faces ready and just like, like being like, you know, I have a kid. I'm I'm actually a student too. I I didn't write that down. You know, I I've worked, but I'm also a student. There was just like a sea of emotions going on in the, in the jury duty chamber. And then when they released us all, everybody clapped. Like, this is like, it felt like being on like a, like a very active flight where everyone's very, excited for takeoff. Ooh, beverage service was great. The jokes, the, there was like a lot of Southwest flight attendant energy to the woman running the room too. It was her first time back in four years. So she was like really excited to lead it. She was talking about downtown LA. She's like, and don't forget, we're in the heart of downtown Los Angeles, right out your door, Grand Central Market, <laughs> right out this door, a beautiful part. Like she was just, it felt like the tourism board was there. It was just validation. We do that. You want to run somewhere else for lunch? No problem. As many in and outs as you need. And I was like, wow, this is very full boutique service. Go to Robin Hood, go support my friend's business in Grand Central Market. Uh, do you get What's ramen? Robin? Oh, Robin it's Hood. Delicious. Yes, yeah, it. It's delicious. But I do think that, um, the system so broken that is like where yeah. I feel like the most it's the most evident is when I'm like our legal system doesn't work like no one wants to do this no matter how many free jury days they get they don't want to do it because it's such an inconvenience you you make it awful you, there's no reason why I can't wear yoga pants like is it distracting like there it's just and it, there's no reason we're not doing them over zoom it, the whole thing it's like it should it's like that is where I feel like infrastructure crumbles the most. It's a financial hardship to almost anyone. I guess aside oh, from people sure. who get their full pay to be a juror, but like I can't imagine anyone that I know that wouldn't that would be like, oh sure, I'll take three weeks off work. Like it's a hardship for everyone. Getting mm-hmm. your dog walked, having a a babysitter, a, everything. It's like. They don't, they pretend like it's like a jury of your peers. It's, this is not a peer. These are, this is conditional. These are not my I peers. These are my not peers. People who are doing the same job as me or at the same, like, there, there's no, I don't know. It's just not, it, I don't know. None, none of it makes sense to me. I'm I glad mean, you didn't get selected. I got to the point where I took my shoes off. Like I was becoming a pure, like those people you take pictures of like you're like oh my god that bitch took her shoes <laughs> off at the dmv because i couldn't the chairs were so uncomfortable i'm trying to read my book i needed to cross my legs and i was like 
I'm just slipping these shoes off. And this is so gross of me and not my usual style, but I don't know how much longer I'm sitting here and the lighting is getting to me and it's a windowless room. And on top of it, yes, all of the things you said, gas, excuse me, just getting there. Hello. Mm. And then no free coffee. So you're spending like, I, it, it is costing me to come here. And then, oh, if I do end up serving on the second day, you start paying me 15, one, five doll hairs a day, a day, a, a day. day. And like, the, we're and, paying you. Oh, and you're recommending you. me to go to Grand Central Market. Okay. So right. that's not going to get yeah. me $20 meal. Yeah. $20. And she said, she made the joke. She's like, almost a lunch, honey. Mm-mm. Funny, a it's little horrible. funny. It's horrible. But yeah, like, first of all, put out the free shitty coffee. There should be donuts and bake. Like, make it, uh, give me, give me something. They gave Come us something. in your yoga pants. Starbucks. Mm-mm. Listen, like, actually be a member of society and do it. Pay people I know it's, 100 bucks a day. I know, I know it's your civil duty. Like, I understand it's like your duty as a citizen, but it's just like, no one wants to do it. If make it where people want to do it, where you know, like, come on. If this is such an important part of it, which I mean, presumably it is being a deciding factor in legal matter. Like, if we pride ourselves on our justice system, which I mean, we don't, but to say that <laughs> we, we, the people know our justice system is trash, but this thing of like, if this is how you guys want it set up, if we're not changing the thing, then yeah, this should absolutely be incentivized to have as many. Uh, well-rounded, smart uh, people who are actually your peers as available. This should be a very enticing offer for people to go to. Not so much that people obviously are like, you know, going, but yeah, jury people hunting. have to take works. Work people off. should be jury hunting. Yeah. People should be wanting to go. That yeah. is what mm-hmm. people should be yeah. excited to go. Yeah. It isn't like, I don't know. I just feel like it's, that's what I mean also by it's not my peers. It's not, I don't think you have to be in my comedic genius like or whatever podcast level i think that you have to also it's it can't just be a group of people with the worst excuses like mm-hmm. oh well you know you're whatever your kid's old enough like to you have to do butter his own jelly or whatever yeah mm-hmm. well yeah. that was the only thing it was like oh so the people who would even do these longer cases are people who work in the government have jobs that pay them this certain thing or or they would they said this when they're announcing the 22 day one like if you're unemployed or self-employed or freelancer, you don't have to, you have an easy no, unless you want to, which I'm sure there's some true crime junkies who are like, well, I'll just, I'll just fucking sure. I'll do it. I mean, if I was, if my job was paying me in full, it, I was, I had a moment where I was like, well, yeah. if this wasn't actually a hardship, this could be maybe a little fun, even though would it, because the highest court in the land actively hates us right now. So I don't know how I'm feeling really about being in the law building or whatever, but it was a very, it was a very active jury room today. If people can be listening to hours and hours of testimony in trials, celebrity and true crime, then mm-hmm. what's to, like, then come on. I also think it's fucked up that you get jury duty because you're registered to vote. You are already oh, yeah. someone who is actively working to the society, right. like working to presumably the betterment of society, What, h- however you believe that to be. I think it's fucked up that that isn't like, if you pay taxes, you should get jury duty summons. Fuck voting registration. Every like, how are how are all of these people getting away with not ever getting summoned in? You know that are already Wait, also not. If uh, you don't like, pay your taxes, you should get to. Oh, there we go. Should get jur- <laughs> people who pay taxes are helping. Yes. No, I mean, like the I'm thinking of people who are like not voting and this they, like how do we not have people in the system? That's what I know. I know. But also, I yes, agree. I, think, I agree with you, too. I think the the you know, if we're not going to pay, yes. it's going to be a punishment. Let it be a punishment. Have yes. to judge it, people who get a lot of traffic citations should have to go to jury duty instead of paying four hundred dollar fines. They should mm-hmm. have to go to jury duty and judge people's things like I just I feel like it if if we're going to make it a thing where it's a hardship for everyone. And when I went, the guy because a bunch of people were like, oh, well, this is a hardship for me. because And the guy was like, this is a hardship for everyone. I'm like, well, if it's a hardship for everyone, then it shouldn't be like we shouldn't be doing it this way. Yeah. That isn't the way it should go. It shouldn't be a hardship to come to fucking jury duty. And if it is, then let it be a punishment for something instead of mm-hmm. imprisoning people for weed or whatever the fuck you're doing. 
Oh no, mm-hmm. I'm heated. No, I feel well, it's because life is a punishment also. So jury duty just happens. There's no reward to it. No, is doing your civic duty is not is not paying the bill. And there's no free coffee. I'm sorry. I'm just going to come back to the free coffee. That's or, crazy. Or spa, That's or spa it costs water. nothing. It costs yeah. nothing. I mean, it just it costs something, but it it's pennies. I even told Pablo, I'm excited for cheap. Co- I'm excited for cheap, nasty jury coffee. It was my only thing I was looking forward to. And now I go get a Starbucks latte. Like uh, a fool. I did. When I went to jury duty the last time, there was a woman there that just reminded me who was like, I want to be on a jury so bad, but my husband is a cop and they never pick me. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. I know. Now, I know, but she was true. She was like, I try, I'm, I get excited every time. And I'm like, please, please. she truly was like, please, wow. please, please. Oh my God. My favorite was this woman in the jury room today who was wearing. It's also, uh, you know, we're recording, we're stocking up a little bit. It's summertime. This is the day after the 4th of July. And this woman is wearing like, I heart America, big fucking t-shirt. I heart America tote bag. I heart America socks gets called for the 22 day trial. Guess who's like, um, I really, yeah, I know I can't. And also like everyone's talking very loud at the explanation counter. I can hear a little too much. And you know, I have Eagle ears, so I'm hearing everything. And she's like, yeah, you know, I just don't think I can get the time off. And they're like, well, where do you work? They're like, okay, so Cal gas, like, yeah, you, you literally you can, you can. And we know this. And I was like this bitch and her fuck it. Oh, you want to be an American? So bad. Loving all this America shit. And then now it's time to step up <laughs> and you're like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to bail. She was a, she was a hoot. She just had a lot of rhinestones and a lot of, a lot of American flag regalia, but yeah, I'm free and clear. I got a Now I have a note that I've served even though I didn't have to do anything, which was cool. And yeah, I mean, do other countries do this? I don't know. Like uh, maybe I have the, a very American closed view, but what's, do we, what's why? the fine for perjury or whatever, if you don't show up? Hmm. Um, I don't know. So I, <laughs> when I, I got forced to go because I didn't call in on a thing, like I did mm-hmm. the call in and then one day I didn't regrettably, I did have an agent interview and I was like, I can't, I can't get called into jury. I got to meet with whatever did not yeah. get the agent uh, and then did have to go to jury duty forcibly. They were like, Hey, you're coming in. Call in is no longer an option. You just have to show up. But I didn't get like fine. I yeah, also have been perjure. told. Yeah. Purge. What's it called? Perjury. 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 Or like a, or well, perjury is the lying under oath. What you're like a, you're like avoiding the court would yeah. be right. Is that because I, I was talking to a gal at, at a party the other night when I was like, uh, pre jury duty, I was like, uh, shit. And they're like, yeah, it's like, I just didn't go a bunch. And then they finally did call me and say they could arrest me. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, they actually do. Yeah, it does, say, out. it does say jail, but it says fine incarceration or both. I don't, it, there's no way there's going to be Most likely no. they'll The find... jails are full here. I want to yeah. know how much it costs them next time. I'm sure if they can find a fine <laughs> to find you, they'll do it. But I've also, you know, this is not recommendation. I've heard if you just say, I never got it. Like, you know, like, look, it's, we all, we're all humans. We all sleep in, we make mistakes, we lose stuff. So, yeah, I know people that have been dodging it for years and and they do that where they every time it's just like, I didn't get it. They're like, if you if you don't do anything to it, if you don't respond to it or have a like proof that you received it, then they can't say that you did. Yeah, it feels like that meme. It's like you can't serve jury duty if you never said you got got it. But now you have to be a very good liar is for and which I guess then comes back to the perjury of of it all. So. Do not break the law. Signed WYS podcast. We do not condone perjury. Okay. This is not pro perjury. No, be honest as you can and leaving stuff out. It counts too. So just do you, but I'm free. I have my little slip. I was very happy with the slip. I can't believe it. It feels like I I feel like I graduated something. I've really been dodging this for a long time. That's a freeing feeling. Yeah. You know, and I had what's sad was again, if I was paid 
buku bucks i would actually wouldn't mind doing it but for me as a freelancing person it's just never it's just never a good time but these caden houses can be a good time or oh yeah or can they not i don't know that's that's why i started with hostel over um talk about hostel takeover juries huh um (laughs) but yeah a lot of the like words used to describe these houses were super negative and and Mm -hmm. it was all about like uh you know them not being super strong i guess in your natal chart but it it, the way it was worded was often very uh hostile takeover yeah the the i I mean i guess i sort of knew this was coming with cadent houses and i've always heard this about cadent houses and you know anglers at starting and succeeding is taking those rewards and then Cadent is sort of the aftermath of that then then what's the next sort of transitional phase and there was something uh, I'm, I'm still on this bob marks guy i don't know anything about him besides his very angel fire website which i do i do enjoy but i think he mentioned something that i liked about this in a more maybe optimistic note that we without cadent houses, we would never grow or develop. We would just stay with what we have of the succedent houses and what we're acting on of the angular houses. So I think that there is that reflection, purging, doing away withness of cadent or or kind of, you know, challenging those things that we've, you know, set out to do and collected. And now what do we ha- do now that we do or don't have them? So I think that there is a, I don't know, it feels very, I feel like it's like a lot of stuff that my mind just went straight to eighth house stuff of like the death and rebirth and like transformation, but Caden kind of summarizing that in these, in these three, six, nine and 12th house. Yeah. I mean, Cadence definitely, I feel like get the worst reputation, um, mostly in that, like, well, I'm reading this now in horoscope symbols by Robert Hand. Uh, the cadence get their name from cadre, the Latin word cadre, meaning to fall, where things are considered the re- the weakest. Obviously, we have houses six and twelve in our cadence uh, group, uh, which you know, if you're reading about those, those are ones that are are tricky from time to time. But I think it is, like you said, those ones that do lead to change that do lead to transformation. Um, these are like the mutable houses too, which are also like, if there's one thing you don't want your house to be, it's two different things at the same time, like both steady and unsteady. Like we don't, we want, if we are talking about houses, we kind of like those things to be stable and, uh, easily definable. And that is not a mutable quality. Um, but I do like those yeah, I mean transitions, but also I guess it's to me the thing that's frustrating because I do have uh cadent house stellium. Um something that is de- not demoralizing, but demoralizing. Uh often is kind of these ideas of these as like kind of wheel spinning houses of wasted energy of ones that really like suck up time. And this is one where I think if you read um the li- like not literal, but definitely older interpretations of these houses it is kind of doom and gloom of like you're going to have health problems you're going to be constantly caught up in day-to-day work and you're not going to be able to progress very far you're going to be you know uh mentally unwell you're going to be locked up in prison you're going to be whatever um and i think obviously we know that that is is not the case but also there are things that we talk about this all the time that are like things that you do have to do every day or that you do that don't ever end like like your health like laundry like learning like having to um you know confront things that you haven't confronted yet that have been kind of like waiting in your subconscious or something like those things don't go away and that does not mean that you cannot still have a productive interesting life but to also act like those aren't parts of life I think is it's not the full picture, you know, and and even someone who has a lot of fixed stuff, you still have things that are in flux that are changing that need to be adjusted kind of. 
Yeah, I I lo- I love that. I think things you do every day. I really like this. I got these um astrology cards from Lisa Stardust on my bachelorette party and they're just cards. I really like the way they're um they break down like different planets and stuff, but there's like a little pamphlet that comes with it which I think is really cute. It opens up into a birth chart, which I think is cute. I've never so seen cute. before. But the way that they describe the Canaan houses, so it has uh, a lot of the information in the pamphlet about what the birth chart is, what the houses are, what the things mean. And then there are cards for different, you know, there's uh, asteroid cards and, you know, uh, element cards and all different kinds of things. I'd love to talk to this creator. Yeah, Lisa Stardust writes a lot of, I feel like I, I feel like I always see them writing, like, I feel like like Teen Vogue, yeah, Teen Vogue and In Style. I love the breakdowns. They're like a paragraph long. So it's not like your average card where it's just a picture. It's really more like Mm -hmm. reading, which I don't have other cards like this. So I find them enlightening. Um, But what they what she says about where they I don't know what their life is um, about the Caden houses. I hadn't looked for the others, but uh, angular houses represent action succeeding represents resources available to us and then I really liked what they said about Caden because it reminded me that it's like going back into angular again um, so they define it as representing the thoughts before you take action and I really like that because kind of like what you were saying Julia too it's like yeah well you know if if you are just in thinking about the thing before doing it all the time yeah you are gonna end up sick and if you don't think about it enough yeah you're gonna cross the street and a car is gonna hit you there's there are like things where it's like we don't want to get sucked in so much in the thought process like we want to have it just enough like you know goldilocks or whatever where you're like okay i got it thinking thinking while I'm doing, being mindful, all of those things that are really hard to train ourselves to do, though they're like subconscious level things. They're not the things that you're like, oh yeah, well, I spent the first half of my day thinking and then I went, you know what I mean? It's like yes. more of a, it's their natural, their everyday, their automatic a lot of the time. Um, and I think it does, it, it really reminded me that those things go back into, you know, 12 goes back into one and all that stuff and it being a circle. So I really like that. Um, and I do think it, it represents this thing. It is not the most powerful part of your day. It is not the strongest part of your chart is the part where you're thinking before you do something. It, it might, you know, inform a lot of your decisions, your worldview. There might be a lot of things that make it really, really about you, but it's not going to be that thing. That's like, that's how like Stevie defines me. Like you're not in my head or how, you know, how Julia thinks of me. Like, you don't know what I think about all day. And I hope you don't because it's not, weird not in yet. there. We're, We're all weird in telepathy. there. <laughs> Nobody wants to know. It's real fucked up in there. We're all like that. Like it's all, you know, you, it, think about mm-hmm. what you think about all day. The weird shit that comes up for you, you know? Well, and yeah. it is stuff that I feel like is hard to quantify like that, what you're saying. I like, I like that a lot. Something that I liked as well like I said I feel like cadence are are a thing where I just get but also it's true I am like a chronic thinker I love coming up with the ideas and the the thoughts of it I don't take action often I think I'm both I both do and don't so it's also not untrue um two things that I really liked reading about these Caden houses, um, again, from my selected topics in astrology pamphlet, um, by Robert C. Jansky. He describes these cadent houses. Um, and I've never heard anyone say this are houses that deal with, I mean, like you said, the intellect and past experiences, um, house three is what you've learned in a formal setting. House six is what you've learned from solving past problems. Mm-hmm. House nine is what you've learned through experience and house 12 is what psychologists call uh, racial learning or instinct. Ooh, maybe, maybe not the best term, um, but, or what esoteric astrologers would say we've learned from past lives. Robert Hand. Maybe also, we can call that ancestral yeah. for, the, for the purposes of this yes. podcast. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I was like, I don't think that's the, I did not read that word as I was saying. Robert Hand also says he his thing is about going through the um, houses in the opposite order, kind of. And he talks about cadent houses being like actually being our entry points into things 
um, as ones that were like crossing into where we cross into the next quadrant. And I think that's like kind of what we're talking about anyways, but thinking about these, um, he says this is would account for these cadent houses, uh, like reputation for being difficult, but also in those, in some of that research that, uh, Michelle Gawklin has done with like, who talked about the angular houses and the, mm-hmm. um, you know, planets there being strong. Um, he has found that cadent houses actually are not as weak as we might think. Um, and that this kind of might speak to like, it's, a planet coming into this thing has just come from an angle if we're going in the opposite direction. And so it is also kind of like, well, what do you, how does, if we're thinking about it in that like past experience or formal place or whatever, how does getting into a school, starting a class now change your perspective or whatever? Like you've taken, you've learned something and now you can't unlearn that. And so now going forward, that's different. If you've had a health experience, if you've had a, you've, you've made a mistake, you've gotten injured, you've had something. Now you like go out into the world differently based on that. You travel, something happens, something happens in the past or something you kind of repress or whatever, like that, that informs how we angularly present. And I think that that's an interesting way of thinking of them as these like, uh, entry points. Um, Mm -hmm. he said specifically thinking about it in terms of the sixth house and 12th house being the ones between ascendant and descendant where we kind of separate our outside like presentation and our internal presentation and how difficult it is like you said Lisa to be like well here are the thoughts that I have in my head how do I express that out into the world in a way that makes sense how do I embody that how do I like relate um based on how I solve problems and figure things out yeah Bob Bob Marks also said that they all cadent houses essentially have to do with communicating and expressing what we've, you know, built on from the sedent houses too. And I think when we did the sedent houses episode, realizing how they really are a, a correspondence to the angular houses. And I like, I like what he wrote about the sixth house, for example, of how are we putting creativity from the fifth house to use? Like, what are we doing then to actually make that function to express it, like having the ideas, having the fun, having the, the pleasure is great. And the same with the 12th house, like how are they, how are you inspiring or connecting with people, this 11th house thing on a more deeper spiritual level, like on that, like, oh, and now I'm just like really like embedded or intertwined with you. Those things are a little more, more unspeakable or third house even being like, okay, second house was all these resources and stuff and values, but now I live with you in this community. Are we vibing? Do we have that state? How am I reacting to you in an immediate environment? And then ninth house, I never thought of it. And sorry, I'm going a little out of order because I like how we started with the sixth house first, but uh, the ninth house, I never thought of in this sense of how your, your ideas of how other people's resources are being used which really makes sense in this sort of ninth house, big idea of like, well, I don't like that my tax dollars go to war. (laughs) So I'm going to think about it in this sort of ninth house way of how we're using, you know, money is an easy example, but how we're using the things of secedent houses to be implemented out in a more kind of philosophical sense. So I, I like that build of like, oh, you have this stuff. Now what is very, Caden is asking those kind of like, bigger like you make the mind blown explosion like like it's it is asking for more information and your ideas on things and how you uh yeah I guess this grow and develop in communication and how we're using those succeeding things seems to be like the big things that I took away which I I think is kind of they're hard to grasp houses but I think ultimately they do serve a, a very I don't know like it's they're more like mosh mishmashy like they're it's interpreted as you will like I feel like angular and secedent were almost a little are definitely more straightforward feeling to me than this where it's like and now how are we all feeling about all these things that are now collectively coming from these previous these previous houses these ones are more cerebral I think they're very like Mm -hmm. um I mean you know they they're also I mean, if we're 12 letter alphabeting, these are the mutable signs. And I I think when we think of things like 
you know, religion is one of the things and, and higher consciousness and all the, you know, communication and all these things are things that we change daily. I mean, even our daily routine, there are some people who are really, really strict with it, but like for the most part, you know, you wake up five minutes late, you got a different morning happening. So it is like, I just think they are things that are kind of in flux and hard to like grasp. Like, I can't tell you what I do every morning. I know I drink water, but like, it's not always in the same order. Sometimes my dog needs to go out. It's just like, it just, sometimes you get wrapped up in something. Sometimes your day doesn't go as planned and, and you can stick to as much routine as you can. And it's same with communication. I mean, there are days when you're like, I know this person and love them. And I know what I'm trying to say, but I can't like figure it out. I can't. And I've tried and I don't know what I'm saying. And I feel uncomfortable and that that's making me communicate worse. Like there are just so many, I think all these things are so like mutable in what they are representing, even, you know, education and, you know, spirituality at the very highest, you know, you change your relationship with your, your source, God, religion, nothingness whatever you you know work with like every day Mm -hmm. well it's also the kind of thing thinking of like um the sort of resource that you have I'm thinking of like teaching or or even like being a religious leader being a doctor being um a therapist which I think are things that I could kind of conceive of being in each of those houses um and it's like you can't you can only share the information. You can't control whether or not someone is hearing you the way that they want to. You can't control whether or not someone uses your uh, religious teachings that you find to be resonant and powerful for the way that you think that they should be doing them. As a doctor, you can only communicate the information. You can't like be in someone's body and bring them to health. You can only like say, hey, here's I'm getting something from your information that you can't get on your own. Now you have to go out and do it. And my kind of like success as a doctor, success as a teacher, success as a therapist, whatever it is, is somewhat, uh, somewhat uh, reliant on someone else being able to transmute that information into action rather than being the one to take the action yourself. But you have to also at the same time, like, know and be passionate and be able to be like doing these things but you wouldn't say like a doctor doesn't have skills but you would also like do you know what I mean totally yeah yeah I also I feel like because this and maybe it's because I have some stuff in the sixth house I feel like it it gets this rep of and same with the 12th house like I feel like those two really get the you're fucked (laughs) sort of thing when when you're reading just like any pop or modern astrology but you know just reading that rereading the inner sky from Stephen Forrest and looking at this I think I like this reminder of it how we you know it gets a service rep right with the sixth house of like giving to others but I don't think it's as thankless or like kind of robotic service as we might kind of wrap it up to be but how we just approach serving others it I don't know I just want to to Mm -hmm. remind on that because I think it sometimes gets this blind sort of like it's just work it's just this it's like it's no fun there's nothing good or fun happening here it's like no this it might be the way we approach things that are maybe a little more redundant boring you know just like sometimes we just have to do stuff that is maybe not exciting but how do we make that approach of things that are just kind of part of taking care of ourselves? So I like that just reminder I've had of the sixth house recently, because I think it can get very like, oh, and then here's the grandma's here at this house. <laughs> like, it's just, it's no, it's no fun over here where it doesn't mean it has to be like a hoot and holler, but I like this reminder of it's how you might approach doing any sort of work. Service mm-hmm. too is, is, you know, the most gratifying you you have the most inside information you you have enough to give that's what service is it's you know and and sometimes you know giving your last to someone I mean doing this podcast is a huge service it's it's free it's 
um, something we do because we like it and because we have a little time to study something that we like and give it to you for free. And, you know, we'd love it if you wanted to serve us in return and, you know, join our Patreon or do something of the nature, reach out to us on Instagram or share our stuff or whatever, whatever service can be for you. But it is also like, that's where you get people that like I had a signer that came into my work recently and like it's nice to be like oh someone here like knows me that's such a rewarding feeling not like I got recognized not that thing like no you actually know me you've heard me talk about like my family my life working here and like there's so many where it's like it's such a more personal like deep thing I mean certainly you know you know from like restaurants and stuff you know that we always get hooked up at other restaurants and all that, those kind of things that seem superficial, but on at the heart of it, it's like, no, I know that you have sacrificed. I know that you have given too. So I'm going to give to you. And I think we do that, you know, in a ton of ways in our life. It doesn't have to be like physical service. It can be Scott's the one at our house that always takes the trash out. That's a service thing. It's also a daily routine thing. So it, you know, it, falls in the sixth house but yeah trash smells it's annoying it's kind of heavy sometimes it drips on you it's nice that I don't have to do it that's a really really beautiful service that he does for me all the time yeah I like thinking of that too as like a their houses of like if you know you know that thinking mm-hmm. of those like rest restaurant uh hookups at other restaurants of it being like you know you know other people that have done the thing. And so you reward them as such. And it's not because you like give them a card. Sometimes it is obviously, you know, I was like, I know you, have, <laughs> you do have a card well, sometimes, like drink chips. but that like, but that thing of like, if you say something, you can, you can, um, demonstrate your knowledge of something by how you are treating someone by how you, uh, like how you tip, how you refer to something, how you notice their, things that other that do go unnoticed by those uninitiated um but those are the which i which is what makes me think of this one of like i've never think thought of the pat the sixth house as i just really liked that um because as everything says i think sixth and twelfth are the ones that are kind of the scariest and the hardest to to grasp but thinking of the sixth house as what you've learned from solving past problems and how effectively you are able to like then enter the world by I don't know, knowing, knowing how to take care of things, take care of yourself, take care of whatever your, your work is and, and thinking of how you've integrated both experience and, um, and like continue to, to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that's true to like the base level of, of this. I have Pluto there. So for me is like, sometimes I feel like when I get overwhelmed in something or like, you know, stuff starts to feel like it's falling in on me either emotionally or physically. I'm overwhelmed with too much work or I, you know, just mentally, I feel like I have to go back to day one, square one. Let's learn how to walk again. Let's go like, and not like physically that I get, you know, I, I, that I can't move or something like that, but it's just that like, all right, start taking a step and like, go and see, you know, your house is dirty, like move one thing to another room, move everything that belongs in the bedroom to the bedroom, move everything that belongs, and now start putting stuff in drawers. And now, and it's like, it can be really like daunting to me because I know how many steps come. I'm like you said, I've learned it so many times in the past that I'm like, I know this is going to take so long, or I know this is going to be whatever, but it is like, that first step. And maybe that's just that Pluto placement there being like, yeah, let's like, burn it all down and start from the beginning, but it's helpful. Well, it also Mm. makes me think of how you can get caught in those, in those things too. Like you said, of if you're in, in that thought process of this is going to be so hard, this is going to take so long. I remember the last time I did this, this was so like, this took forever. I don't ever want to do this again. And having that be like a, a thing that keeps you perhaps in thought patterns, in behavior patterns that do get a little hamster wheelie um, at times and having to, how difficult it is to break those things, but also that being the key thinking of something like sobriety, like, uh, like addiction, like breaking subconscious patterns of any sort, um, that thing, how it is like those things that also seem like the most impossible thing to do that if you do them 
one day at a time, you kind of can't take it much further than that or much more than, you know, each interaction where this pattern is being triggered for me, I'm going to resolve to hopefully address it differently and see how that opens up and changes things. But it's also not a thing you can like, uh, there are parts of that that you won't know until you're actively doing too. And you're kind of learning, you're both resolving, but also learning in the moment and adjusting and adapting, which is so mutable to me. Well, I was going to ask, because Lisa brought up her Pluto six house. You mentioned a, a stellium, cadent stellium where, yeah. What's y'all's cadent houses? Uh, what's going on there? Third house stellium, uh, Saturn, Sun, depending on chart system, um, Venus, Uranus, Saturn, asteroids. Um, I have North Node in the sixth house. It's right on the the descendant cusp, but I think it's it's there. I have Chiron in the ninth. Um, south Node just barely in the twelfth. Again, okay. I have Kate, the twelfth house. Queen. The twelfth house stellium with um. Uh, my sun mercury conjunction and you know jupiter just slightly off a few more degrees there uh and in opposition to pluto in the sixth house okay cool yeah you have six c stuff and what else i'm yeah i love the cap cap trap cluster of saturn neptune and uranus in the six i mean right pretty much right there on my descendant um North node in the ninth. I think that, you know, that's been a constant theme. <laughs> I think that comes up quite a bit whenever, whenever I'm doing and South node in the third, um, you know, of course, as they, and as they do, as they, as they do, <laughs> as they tend to do. And, uh, and then cancer Mars conjunct Chiron in the 12th. And yeah, I don't know. I think the cadence stuff, I feel like, is that like, Oh, it's so hard to talk about. Like, this is like, I don't know, our well-being and our ideas and where we grew up and, you know, where our, our, as Bob Marks calls the 12th house, the dustbin of ourselves, the stuff that maybe we don't want to have fully on display, or that might be, you know, a little stuff that we, we hide away. But I, I also like what he wrote about the 12th house too. Cause I, I, I've come to terms with my 12th house Mars <laughs> with Chiron there. Cause I think I do end up giving out advice a lot, you know, when people ask for it. And I think, I think sometimes it's, I don't know. I, I enjoy it in terms of like seeing, I feel like I can see others and maybe it's my cancer rising that has like a lot of people feel like, I know, I know you are like, they get this like empathy, like we've met before. Like I have this, you have this familiar face. Like I, I know, I know who you are. And I think, um, I think there's something about those, those, unspeakable heady houses where I don't know, maybe that's what is what makes me an optimist. I'm like, Oh yeah, of course everything sucks, but we, what can we do to make it unsuck or, Oh, it sounds like the thing that you're complaining about is not having money versus like the actual job you're doing. Would you like it more if you were paid more? I think, I don't know. I think that's where my mind goes, where I'm like, I'm trying to find the pain. I'm actually trying to find like the pain source for you because it doesn't maybe sound like it's your work or your boyfriend or where you're living it's maybe this thing or that thing and I'm like simplifying life hardcore right now but I feel like that's how I think that those cadent things show up where it's like well it can't be everything what is the pro like what is the actual what's our root source of of hurt right now on a good day you know ideally (laughs) I find you very 12. I, I know when I, you were going to get your tattoo, I, I just got McDonald's and I, I looked, I had a sore throat. I wanted one of the slushies and mm. I just pulled out and I don't even know what it was, but it wasn't like your car or something, but I just thought of you and I looked across the road and I Whoa. saw you and I was like, that can't be really her. But then I saw you. I'm like, no, that's her. I'm like, she was like, cause your tattoos and you had on like a bright shirt. So you were easy to see, but I was like, Whoa, yeah. that's so weird. Like I, I just, I, I don't know why I knew you were right there, but it, that's so 12 housey, you know, mm-hmm. that sensing, I think, I think, you know, eighth house and 12, you know, 12, the watery, if you will, houses, you 
I think there can be, but don't, don't read too much into Bob Marsing. He does like say you can become a serial killer if not used properly, which is like, come on. Uh, like, <laughs> it's but, not true about I know. Me. I was like, I, I was like, I don't disagree. It's also the, you know, that, but that's also what's hard to say. Acknowledge the pain, acknowledge the hurt, acknowledge the, the old soul, the spirit, the, the, the things that are tough. Like, I don't want just fluff and I want you I I love that serendipity and magic and believing in those things that you know you're we were meant to see each other even if I didn't really see you but I'm, no, I'm like Ooh, she I saw me I, yay I had COVID so I couldn't even but I texted oh, right, you yeah so yeah. I couldn't even like really you know I couldn't even really I would I was gonna honk and yell and I'm like you just like leave your COVID in your car weirdo <laughs> like even, <laughs> that, <laughs> even that is so 12 to me of like from behind the like both uh vibing her out but also witnessing from like through the window and in a confined space but uh well think about how many people because like you know not that it's about the you know my life on the d list but i have been stopped out in public actually julia last time we were like what i think when we first went out to like footsies or something we there was like a signer who like stopped stopped us and i was like whoa cool and i'm like wait these are the people who are like brave enough to say hi how many yeah. people are like seeing you like pick your fucking nose or you know they're the drive through at del taco i'm like i just think about that sometimes too and not in that like i know so many people have their eyes on me but that is a thing whether it's your you have a platform or you're just a person out in the world it's like you're being you're a we're part observed. of the ecosystem yeah and people can see you <laughs> so well, there's I think there's something, I think you're right to use the word optimistic also in these cadent house conversations, because I think that they also represent like endless possibility and these things that are always there to be renewed. And there is kind of like, I know we think of the eighth house as those like tricky, you know, kind of ickier things, but there's something to me, it's a succeedant house. It's there's something final about the eighth house. These are things, these are like mergers that cannot be undone. Right. These are, you know, things that are, are set in stone, so to speak, as opposed to these mutable things where it's like, I mean, the commute example, I think is great where it's like, you don't necessarily lose your job because you have a bad day. You just have a bad day and it doesn't feel as well, but there's always a new day. As long as there is a new day, there is infinite possibility to think different, to act different, to try something new, to solve a problem that then unlocks something like as long as mm -hmm. you're still in the game, you can do that. And I think that um, there is something about that, like you're never going to run out of it's also places where you're never going to like run out of material. And I think that this podcast is an example of that, of all of us having this cadent stuff where it's like, what are you going to run out about things that you're, that are bothering you that you're trying to come to terms yeah. with? Like that's called being alive. And if you aren't a person, like, I think we're all people that are, are contending with that and are thinking about that and are trying to transmit and, and um, share that with other people so they can both find community and solidarity, but also to like make sense of things because we are thinking about those things and not everybody does not, not that that's better or worse, but just like, we're the type of people that are doing that and can talk about this for four years and still be finding things to talk about where there are other people who would go like, Oh, I, you read, I read a thing and that's done. And why would you keep, what else is there? And it's like, no, if you're finding like, there's always more something and mm -hmm. isn't that also an exciting way to to live and engage with the world especially if we know that you're always going to have bad days but that's not the end it's also daunting and more. overwhelming and i think that the the most beautiful part of and in you know using this podcast as an example or cleaning your house or whatever it it, it gives you it empowers you because you get to decide when things are done it's the same with the laundry you, you get to decide if you keep washing and washing maybe there are people who you know the clothes that they do their laundry and they hand wash them and hang them up to dry after I don't know I'm not one of them but I decide when it comes out of the dryer that's my end time or when it's folded or whatever you're you know for some people I leave my shit in the hamper I'm not afraid to say it just I'm reminded me I got laundry to fold I go. have I'm not afraid i'll tell you the i truth. have a hamper I full suck. of redry things because i want to unwrinkle them unwrinkle I left sure. them in That's the fair. hamper and, and i'm look, like i'm gonna redry this now. we're doing it sometimes we're leaving mm -hmm. it in the hamper once in a while it's all it's not always going right back in the closet people have their you get to decide you get to choose it's like going on a walk you can't 
define it. It's not, you know, it's not the same every time. And you get to decide when the walk's over. Sometimes you leave your house and there's some weird shit happening. My neighborhood, I take my wizard stick. I get back in the house, you know? (laughs) Yes. I mean, I mean, maybe this will be my last rant on it. But I'm just thinking now, even my cap cluster in the six, because I think a lot of folks in my generation have it. And it's, you know, Saturn and cap. So it's like, yeah, work. And then Neptune, like, what? And Uranus, like, I don't know about this. I, I feel like advice I always give people in whether it's astrologically intended advice or just like talking with a friend as I'm like, I don't know, just do a job for like five minutes and see what's up. I've gotten the weirdest fucking things from random call center people I worked with five fucking years ago. Like, I don't know. Does, is it giving you money? Give it a shot. You can always quit. It might, I, maybe it's the cap thing YouTube, like, I don't know where this is leading me, but it's at least I don't, I think about it with the podcast. I'm like, well, if this sucks, I guess I'll just like it will help me bond with other humans. I don't know. Like what? Who, what else is it? Many more complicated than than that. Oh, shared shared gripes and shared like romances and pleasures and things that we're interested in. Now I'm yeah. like the caps are really showing. It's like, yeah, du- I want to say and yeah, dumbass. Like I would just want to end it with a just an absolute neg. But I think that's. Yeah, if you can like sort of live in the failure or the muck or the things that are hard, I don't know, maybe it builds character. I don't know. This is like, now I'm just turning out Meryl Midwest here. I'm like, I might just be good for you just to have a few things in the cadence houses. You never know. I think so. I think the, 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 you know, the phrase like this too shall pass comes up. And Mm -hmm. I think that the more that you can be aware of that, the easier life whatever life has for you I think it it, again because it's mutable it's like these aren't the these are the things that we can use all the time no matter what the details are what are you what are these like again it's cerebral and philosophical and that but it's like what's your what's the mantra that you use to solve all problems not not this one it's not a like you know a, a specific tool it's a way of a way of approaching things that allows you to continue yeah. And not everybody needs that. Maybe. I don't know. Some people maybe don't need that. Yeah, you might not have that, anything in the cadent houses, but, but you true. still have a cadent house, you, whether it's exactly. whether there are planets there or not. And, and to think that you don't have a way that you approach life. I think that's like a question to ask oneself. If you don't have anything in a cadent house to go like, well, what is my kind of like Hakuna Matata or whatever? Where do I like <laughs> have what? what do I draw on? What is the thing? Maybe, maybe it's not as conscious because you don't have planets, but it's, it's still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot what Hakuna Matata meant. I had to go through the whole song in my head. <laughs> yeah. No worries. It means no worries. Yeah. For the rest mm-hmm. of your days. Yeah. It's a prob- problem free philosophy. You know? Yeah. Worrying is just manifesting. What is the, I love that phrase. Yeah. It's like, worrying's manifesting bad things happen or whatever the fuck worry when the worrying times here well and you gotta go thinking about that too where it's like you know you can't you can't never worry like you said the you know getting hit by a car or whatever don't always assume that but it also goes like well is this still a working is this philosophy still working for me if so great if not (laughs) i just i two words of worry and manifesting because I was like, what is that phrase? And the, the suggested searches are so good. Is is, is manifesting dangerous is the, <laughs> is the first one. And how to stop worrying when manifesting. Interesting. Ooh. And I'm is manifesting a word? <laughs> I'm imagining some like uh, Midwest concerned mom going, "My, ch- they're manifesting. I'm worried. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, wor- I'm worried my child's <laughs> manifesting. What can I do? Is, are they Antifa or are they just manifesting? <laughs> I mean, well, the manifesting it is it's a lot once you get into it. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. a lot. Well, Kate, I was trying to think if I could come up with a cadent pun and I can't. I cadent think of anything. Okay. <laughs> okay. We All got right. there. Did we it. got there. Yay. Um thank you. Thank you. I feel like, yeah, this is this is a very cadent exercise, this podcast, and um, mm-hmm. uh, makes me grateful that 
we have these houses. However, however um, scary they might be to read about, they're not scary. No, it's fine. Just, <laughs> just continue. Carry on. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I don't, ancient astrologers did really dislike them. I will say that. Like, well, you I can't, think, can't think ignore about, that. <laughs> think about what mental illness meant. Yeah. In this time. Like oh, the totally. kind of overthinking or whatever. It, yeah. People it died at 30. It I was a death yeah. sentence. Like you not being able to like, you know, get out of bed or whatever. I don't even know really how people experience depression in ancient times, but like, yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely, issue. it definitely made like technology has definitely made these things more accessible maslow's hierarchy of needs we've been able to access some more spiritual points and stuff so it's it is Toads. as hard as things are it is it is a wonderful time to be alive yes yes Oof. yes from True. a cadent perspective wonderful time um we love you thank you so much for listening we'll see you next time bye bye, bye. Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast, on Twitter at what's yr sign underscore pod, and TikTok at what's your sign podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commissioned readings, email us, what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chenu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.